Greetings, friends. Future Andrew here, dropping into these past episodes to tell you thanks. Thanks for checking out RTAF. If you're valuing the show as a wellspring of inspiration and artistic fuel and would like to help keep the show going, you can find out more about how to do that at patreon.com slash podcast. Every little bit adds up and keeps me inspired to bring you quality content on a consistent basis. Thanks for listening, and stay creative. All right, welcome to another episode of RCAF Podcast. Thank you for being here. Uh, on today's episode, come back from a little bit of a hiatus again. Um, as y'all know, if you've been keeping up with the show, I traveled to Louisville, Kentucky for a little bit. Um, recorded two episodes there. And I came back, didn't exactly have a guest lined up for when I came back. Um, and we do have a new video element now so i want to encourage you guys to check that out as well we're on youtube at rtaf podcast please go on over there and subscribe leave some comments and uh yeah thank you again for listening so this week's episode is with thomas evans aka detour uh he's a muralist a painter a art business wizard pretty much uh he's definitely on the grind all the time and i caught up with him in his studio down in denver and i think you guys will get a lot of value out of this podcast um he drops just a lot of knowledge if you don't follow him already uh he's at detour 303 on instagram he does a weekly video kind of teaching and advice series called Art Tip Tuesdays. And he even has a book called Be the Artist. So yeah, go check him out. And uh, here we go with another episode. Awesome. All right. Well, welcome to RTAF, Thomas. Thank you. Thanks for coming on, man. I know we were just sitting here chatting away. Um, But yeah, let's make it official. Yeah. Uh, So you go by Detour. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so where'd you get that moniker from? Um, I think the tape is over there. It's like a VHS tape uh-huh. that um, I bought when I was in living in Germany, and it was like uh, like a compilation of like my favorite uh, dancers in a crew called Orig- Originality Stands Alone, mm-hmm. and I bought the VHS tape, and it had Detours in there in the title. Mm-hmm. And I just liked the name and how yeah. it sounded, and that's when I was like getting into airbrushing in high school. And liked it, and just like sounded better than Thomas Evans. Yeah, for sure. Thomas Evans doesn't really ring, yeah. you know, that yeah. hard. So yeah. I just was like, let me just use Detour, and yeah, just been using it ever since. That was like maybe, mm, twenty years ago. Really? Yeah, about twenty, nineteen, twenty years ago, man. Nice. Yeah. So it's been a while. So you lived in Germany. Yeah. Uh, what part? Ramstein and Baumholder. Okay. It was like two different times. For, 
Oh, 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 no, slow moving. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me make it's sure tricky. this is tight. It's tricky. Okay, it was like um, first time when I was really little. Uh, that was like for four years in Baumholder. And then the second time for four years in Ramstein. It was like high school. Okay. And that was like, um, it was good. It was like 2001, it's almost 2004, three-ish. Nice. Or no, 2000 to 2003 or 4ish out there. But um, yeah, I mean, I liked it. It was really good. Um, got to travel around. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's why I like to just travel and like meet new people. Oh yeah, traveling is awesome. Yeah, just like getting that itch because my dad's military, so we moved around everywhere. And basically, that's why I got into art. And basically, I just like to move around and just like change things up mm -hmm. all the time and basically that's sort of like where i get my passion from when it comes to just you know not having sort of like uh too many roots in one mm -hmm. area mm -hmm. but i've been in colorado for the past 16 years so i guess it makes me sort of rooted out yeah, here yeah. now uh, but you know this is like where I found like a good community of artists mm -hmm. type of thing. Yeah. Uh, but I still try to travel out as much as I can. So mostly trying to do more stuff in South America. Oh, cool. So learning some Spanish and everything. So I was doing a residency out there for a month uh, last, no, the year before last year. And then went to just vacation a little bit with another artist out there um, who lives out there, Pole. Mm -hmm. and basically hung out with him in January uh, for about two weeks and then trying to do that again but COVID happened yeah so now it's kind of like trying to wait to get back there but brushing up on my Spanish as much as I can mm -hmm. uh, so I can sort of just go out there and just hang out wherever I want to nice, um, nice. but then also moved to Tanzania for a while oh really um, yeah so Tanzania was like a good about uh, seven months seven eight months and that was in 2014 and i was like i went there on like new year's eve mm -hmm. and landed there like beginning of the new years and basically did like volunteer work and that was sort of like my this like a vacation from my life type of thing yeah yeah um yeah because I, I was like i was trying to join the military but i tore my knee so i didn't uh finish anything and this was Again. in 2014? That was, that was like before. 2013. Okay. 2013 when, when I tried. And then basically didn't get in. I uh, was bummed out for a while. And then tried um, or just donated artwork to this nonprofit. And basically I was like, hey, when next time you go to Tanzania, let me know. They gave my contact to someone. He hits me up and says, hey, do you want to come out? And I was out there the next month. Nice. It was like three different shots you got to take. But otherwise, it's just like getting a, a visa when you land. Yeah. And just living in Tanzania for a while, man. What were you uh, doing out there? Just volunteering. Yeah. Doing, like, Building teaching, things. teaching some art, mm -hmm. but doing mostly like an entrepreneurship sort of course for Form 6. Mm. It's like, it would be like uh, associate's degree. Okay. Or more like um, kids in between high school and getting into like a... Uh, an associate's degree program mm -hmm. um, because they're waiting on their test to see where they can sort of go in terms of just like the next schooling. Um, so rather than having them just sit around the house type of thing, we have like a, a, a course I made 
about entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and they were basically taking just like a, a crash course for like eight weeks nice and we had like a business plan competition and everything and it was just like it was super super fun um, just to like make up a curriculum and teach it to them but that's what they did in between them waiting for the results of their test yeah and everything to, to, to determine where they can go to school mm-hmm. and um, yeah that and then basketball even though I never really played basketball yeah. Other than junior high, mm-hmm. I was coaching some basketball, which was fun. Nice. Um, but yeah, it was, it was fun out there. It was just like meeting new people, learning a little bit Swahili. Nice. And just traveling around a bit. Yeah. And just trying to survive and not get bit by stuff. <laughs> so, yeah. Tanzania, um, yeah. you, you're just trying not to get bit by stuff. You're teaching some courses. That was something I wanted to ask you about because yeah. you have just prolific instagram our tip tuesdays yeah like i was gonna ask you if you'd ever either taught uh actual like formal teaching course or Hell, had, no. had considered it no no, no. God, <laughs> god no 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 the teachers are underpaid yeah and highly disrespected mm-hmm. so i would never want to sort of go to the teaching practice under like the cert current structure right right. so like my whole thing is like i, I want to do it my way yeah i was kind of yeah yeah you know? that's kind of what i was getting yeah at. you yeah. know just like do it online the way i want to do it and mm-hmm. you know if i could take a break i could take a break right uh, but like the art tip tuesday post that i do that started like almost a couple months after i started doing full-time mm-hmm. art uh like 2014 15 mm-hmm. um or yeah late 2014 and then people kept asking me questions. Mm-hmm. And this is like before Instagram was like, everyone was on it. Right. And basically just made a post that would just talk about the stuff I was learning. And sort of just hit on some of the common questions that I would get. Mm-hmm. And basically it's like people started really paying attention to it. And been doing that for like five years straight now. And it's been really good. So, I mean, doing that really helped out when it came to like just making sure I sort of go over what I learned Mm -hmm. that week or what I was learning like this past Tuesday was you know about having multiple platforms to sort of get your stuff out there and work out there because TikTok you know it's like you know Trump may ban it you don't know if he's going to ban it or not so it's kind of like okay if he does there's a lot of people on there just like get really big Mm -hmm. and now it could just go away right there's a lot of uh, influencers dusting off resumes right now yeah, yeah. Just, yeah you just don't know yeah, yeah so it's like you got to have multiple platforms so it's just like you're not dependent on one so sure. you know that was like just like a sort of a art tip mm-hmm. but it was more like a the business art tip business marketing yeah. tip which is like what most artists need exactly um yeah. so that's that's like what i like to do because i'm not you just don't think about that uh-huh. at all until like something like that happens mm-hmm. like if they get rid of instagram it's like yeah what would people what do would we, yeah, yeah what would we do yeah people <laughs> freak out when like instagram is like down for a day or something right so like what would you do and um, just like having multiple platforms and then like having the email list is always important so it's like you can tr- everyone everyone young and old has an email yeah so it's like you know making sure you have an email list as well for sure um but it's like some of those sort of business sort of um areas that i sort of focus on now sure because regardless of like what type of medium you 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 do like you can be a painter a muralist is that me oh shit my bad it's all good
Okay, what was the question? So yeah, so so I try to focus on the yeah. art and the business part of it, mainly because regardless of what medium you're into or what sort of art form you're into, like dance or you can be a comedian, you can be whatever. Right. It's like it's all going to be the same right. in terms of just like you know you need to do this, this, and this, or you need to focus on this, this, and this, and that's going to help you out. Yeah. Um, because before it was just mostly like painting. Mm-hmm. And sort of like, you know, a regular sort of performance artist wouldn't necessarily get a lot of value out of that. Totally. Type of thing. So making it a little bit more broad, but also, too, things that, like I said, everyone can sort of relate to, but that everyone sort of always talks about, too. So it doesn't right. even have to be business, too. Right. It's kind of like, you know, learning. How to get to, your stuff out there. Yeah, how to get your stuff out yeah. there. And, you know, sometimes mental health stuff, like learning not to compare yourself. Yeah, like having a good reminder. Yeah, of that right there. Mm-hmm. So like sometimes the self doubt one. Yeah, I thought was pretty cool. Sometimes yeah. people don't really think about that until another artist brings it up. Yeah, because um, I had a couple conversations with artists recently who were like, yeah, you know, I had to really sort of like uh, check my ego mm-hmm. because I was doing this, this, and this, and you know things like that. Every artist goes through. Yeah, type of thing, but no one really sort of talks about it yeah i feel like there's like all these little roadblocks like like self-doubt or comparing yourself to others or just like being anxious to meet people in network yeah that could be one it that you definitely don't think about when you're first picking up a paintbrush yeah but down the line it's like you need these like protections and like the mental clarity to like see through and figure all that stuff out you need it you need it and plus like like I said, regardless of what medium you're doing, everyone goes through that. Yeah. And then now you need it more than ever because of social media. Totally. And then it's not like you can just rely on an agent or a gallery to push your work for you. Mm-hmm. Now those galleries are just like, you have to, you have to come already supporting yourself type right. of thing when it comes to the art. So, yeah, I mean, that's like what I really try to focus on uh, whenever I'm like doing sort of the art tips yeah. nowadays and then trying to transition that more into like the youtube's realm a little Mm -hmm. bit so like trying to push that off into youtube so it's a lot more sustainable because i can't really monetize it on instagram it's more just because i love helping out artists Mm -hmm. so pushing that to youtube as much as i can so trying to like do videos from art to tuesdays for youtube and then put that on instagram type of thing too nice. so yeah so just like trying to be as sustainable as possible yeah because that, that, that definitely takes a lot of energy yeah out of me to like always have to think of something every tuesday yeah for sure yeah for, for like sure. the past five years yeah i noticed that man yeah. I, I did do a deep dive on your instagram nice and i was like how far back to this yeah <laughs> yeah man Kept like loading and loading yeah so i mean i've done i used to post a lot more mm-hmm. at the beginning uh because i used to do like um all the behind the scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. That's why people were asking questions because they would see me mixing paint and then like the sketch and then yeah. like half of the painting done, third of the painting done, finished product type of thing, me gessoing. So like they would ask questions throughout the whole process and that's how it just like generated content. Mm-hmm. And you know, that just uh, basically just added up over time. And now it's just like, I have a ton of just content on there. Yeah. Um, but like nowadays it's, the content or just like the projects that I do a mm-hmm. lot bigger before it was just like smaller paintings you know commission work stuff for you know a restaurant you know some pop art stuff but now it's kind of like 
these larger projects that I do. Yeah. Um, that I have to figure out, you know, how do I sort of showcase that online right. in a tasteful way? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like a little bit harder to do social media for me, especially because like I got into the point where it's kind of like I don't want to have to do it all the time. Right. But it, but that's that's where I get a lot of opportunity. So I have to yeah. sort of like figure out ways to sort of reinvent myself on there. Certainly. And just like translate the work that I'm doing into something that people want to just see across their feed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a constant struggle. Yeah. That's why everyone goes there. Yeah. So you studied marketing in college? Yeah. And just talking to you like in the last five minutes, I can tell whether it's conscious or not, like that plays a big role in how you kind of navigate through the art world on yeah. the business side I'd say more so because I did my bachelor's in business mar- business administration and system marketing mm-hmm. and then I did my master's in, uh, in my MBA um, with emphasis in marketing uh, the MBA helped out a little bit more mm-hmm. um, like any bachelor degree is kind of like you just learn the basics mm-hmm. um, but with the master's stuff it was like more of the people around me I was working with that really was instrumental and mm-hmm. then more so than like just the education I was getting through like the formal stuff it was like doing shit on my own mm-hmm. um, it's like because I was breakdancing for the longest time yeah, and I was organizing my own events so like organizing your own events you have to learn like you know how do you get a venue right it's like when you're a kid who's 17 asking you know this bar can you use their venue to have 200 people come in and spin on their head and you know a fight may break out type of thing it was like (laughs) how do you how do you navigate that you know how do you navigate things like okay how do i pay the dj when it's based on the door type of thing or it's if it rains what happens so like all that stuff um, sort of played into what I do today because I was actually like doing it even right. before I went to high or college. Right. It was like I was trying to organize stuff. I was trying to like get people together. I was like really sort of like a um, community builder in, in many ways um, in the sort of like the different arts community and dance community. Mm-hmm. And then when I was on campus, I worked in student life office, basically organizing events. And that helped out a lot. So, like, more so actually going out and doing stuff mm-hmm. was more instrumental than, you know, I would say the school. But the school really just, like, refined everything. Sure, I was sure. going, like, put, like, a, a term to it. Yeah. And, you know, gave me, like, a good network and everything. But, like, really just going out there and saying, how do I put together an art show? Right. Let me find a venue. Right. Oh, these people like my work. Okay. What's the split going to be? Or, you know, how do I... How do I do? How do I sort of market my stuff? Okay, yeah, yeah. what printer do I go to? Okay, what's the cost? So, learning all that stuff um, really helped me out today in terms of just like growing a little bit. Nice. I'm still learning. Like, yeah, we all. Are. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> right now it's kind of like you can only grow as much as you can sort of do in your studio space. So now, like, I'm trying to learn as much as possible how to sort of uh, bring other people in to mm-hmm. my practice in my studio to help me out yeah um so so it's like i'm not doing everything right um because like i said it's like you can only scale so much um so it's like the more people bring you bring in the more you can sort of scale up 
the different projects that you do. Sure. Yeah, if I could, I could do, if I want to do like a huge wall, a huge project. Right. You know, I can, tr- I can sort of take that on, but it's just. It's a lot. It's a lot, you know? Yeah. So it's like, I'm not the best when it comes to, you know, talking with the city or talking with these people or, you know, it's putting sponsorship decks together, things like that. So I have to bring people in that helped me, that helped me out. Yes. I just want to focus on the art. That's the yeah, biggest thing. Exactly. So, I mean, that's what I'm learning now. Yeah. And, you know, that's what a couple other artists that I admire really do well. Um, well, let's put it out there. Like, anybody who's interested, yeah, contact I mean, you. Yeah. Uh, well, I have a lot of people interested. interested? In okay. How, okay. It's like finding the right people. Sure, it's sure. Like, if I need to yell at you, I don't want to yell <laughs> right. at you and feel you bad. Right. <laughs> you don't want them to be hurt yeah, to the core. Yeah, you don't want to be hurt. So it's like <laughs> just trying to find the right people. Yeah, um, for sure. And yeah, just like working on projects with people to start to see, okay, they're good at this, this, and this type of thing. Sure. And that's sort of how I want to bring people in. Plus, I want to, I'm chaotic in the studio anyway. Yeah. And I barely know what I'm doing from day to day. <laughs> I don't want to bring other people in that chaos. So like, I have to do the work and sort of in terms of just like writing all that stuff down and figuring out what will help them out too. Yeah. Cause yeah. I want them to sort of leave feeling like, feeling like they gain some skill sets. Sure. Like yeah. They learn or they can go and do their own thing. Kind better. of like an apprenticeship. Yeah. But not so formal. Yeah. Like an internship yeah. to where it's kind of like they learned a lot and now they're doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so like stuff like that. So it's like, I got to actually focus on like organizing my own practice a little bit. Yeah. Uh, before I bring other people in. Um, did, yeah. you have, did you have a mentor? Did you have someone? No. Or just no, kind of I mean, a lot of people? Or? I always tell people that, like, get mentors. But mine sort of came in, like, uh, a mix of different people. Mm-hmm. Um, like, usually when you think mentor, it's, like, one person. Sure. But you can have multiple mentors based on, like, their skill set. Mm-hmm. So, like, I have someone I go to for, like, my business stuff. Or I have someone I can call on to ask more about the street stuff or you know how do you do this this and this on walls or you know how do you navigate this area of the gallery space or how do you navigate this when it comes to you know copyright and working with brands things like that so you know i do have people that i lean on a lot um but no one that's like specifically um like they're known as a mentor type of thing sure um like when i first got in i sent the uh, and a message out to a couple of people, but they were all busy. Um, <laughs> but it was like just talking to them from time to time. Yeah, really helped me out. But yeah, like artists now, it's kind of like if you can find a mentor, that'd definitely be like the way to go. So you don't make those mistakes. Yeah, and everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of cool though that you like diversified it from one person. You know what yeah. I mean? Instead of just having this like monolithic like entity. Yeah. To be like. Well, what do I do about this? Like, maybe they know, like you were saying, like some things about like technical art yeah. stuff better, but then some other person might know how to yeah. score a wall or, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I like mean, that. there's a lot of artists out there that are like good in certain areas, mm-hmm. but just like weak in other areas. Yeah. So, like, figuring out, you know, what you want to do and who has that skill set type of thing, mm-hmm. um, which is what, like, you know, what you should do just in general. Um, with anything you want to do and be good at. So it's like, like having the multiple people to sort of lean on. And that's why I like Denver because there's a lot of people out here yeah. to sort of lean on and everyone's super helpful. Um, so that's, I mean, that's why I pretty much am able to do a lot of stuff. 
mm-hmm. is because of the community out here has been so so helpful when it comes to just like giving out knowledge and everything. Yeah. 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 So I kind of want to get back to your story. Yeah. Uh, when did you start painting? Were you painting in high school? I was doing airbrushing in high school. Uh-huh. Did that for about 10 years. Yeah. Because um, that's when eBay was really big. Mm-hmm. And I was doing like a thousand SpongeBob's. <laughs> that was like dressed like Tupac. <laughs> and so I drawing nice. all those t-shirts and Chingy and Nelly and Biggie Smalls and all these people. Just on t-shirts? Just on t-shirts. Nice. All on t-shirts, man. So, I mean, I would do that and sell on eBay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like a hundred bucks a shirt type of thing. So it was like nice. getting good at, you know, buying a shirt, painting it really fast, and then shipping it. Yeah. And then that was up until... 2000 and maybe I'd say seven mm-hmm. or eight, mm-hmm. and then I went to Canvas. Um, and then with Canvas, I was making my own canvases out of broken records. Oh, so nice. I'd like take broken records because this is when I was into DJing as well. Wait, I saw this. You yeah, had, like, did you have a vinyl press yeah. too? Yeah, so yeah. like the, the vinyl records I would get from the vinyl uh record store, so Wax Tracks mm-hmm. and Twist and Shout. They always have a bin for like broken records or sure. not, well not broken but just like records they can't Old, sell because they're scratched. scratched yeah. So like a lot of people will you know have like a family member pass away. They clean out the house and they find records and they just give it to wax track just to get rid of it type of thing. Mm-hmm. They go through it and then there's like records that are good, records that are just like they can't sell. So sure. they throw that in a bin. So I used to go there, grab a ton of those. And basically take them back and glue them to the canvas and make a canvas out of that. And then paint on top of that. Were you airbrushing then too? Yeah, I was airbrushing on top of that stuff. So that was, yeah, it was like 2008, 9, 10, 11, 12. And that was um, really good because people really liked that style. Mm-hmm. I just like that process. And mostly it was musicians. So they really liked the idea of just like having something on broken records. Yeah. And learn a lot about, you know, just how to be a little bit more unique. Mm-hmm. And then it was like 2010, maybe? Eight or, no, nine or ten, where I started adding speakers into my work. So I had like a, a speaker that I just took out of a boombox mm-hmm. and had to make my own sort of wood panel canvas to sort of drill it into in mm-hmm. there put broken records on top of that and then put like uh, an auxiliary cord um, attach that to the speaker so you can plug up your phone to it Um, so like yeah so like when you had your iPhone or something you can plug up your phone so that was like the idea I did it the first time for Shoeshine um, the sneaker show Mm -hmm. where the organizer Musa uh, gave us all backboards, like um, wood backboards mm-hmm. to paint on. So I did it for the show, and it worked out really well. Um, well, it worked out well in terms of just the concept. Like, you couldn't hear it in the venue. Mm-hmm. But the concept was there. So I just had to learn about amplifiers and all these other things to make it loud. Mm-hmm. Like, how do I turn it on and off, all these different things, the power source. But after I did that, like, it really caught on. People loved the idea. So did that for a while and then moved to doing work with brushes in like 2012, 
2013. Are you back in Colorado at this point? Yeah, I'm okay. all, yeah, so 20 yeah, 20 early 2012 2013. Mm-hmm. I was doing work uh with oils during that time. Nice. And then tried graduated 2012 did like advertising late 2012 early 2013 and then tried to join the military in the middle of 2013 didn't work out and that's when i moved to tanzania okay at the end of 2013 okay. um but yeah by then i was just like doing oils mm-hmm. but only like maybe half a year mm-hmm. a year or so and then when i got back in 2014 that's when i was doing some more interactive work with speakers and sound and oil painting and basically you know that's like when i started like sort of like the official career as an artist and yeah i mean i did like a whole um sort of like business plan yeah like an artist plan like figure out okay what what platforms am i going to be on um what venues am i going to go out for who i'm going to contact you know, do I want to be independent or like reach out to galleries or whatever? Totally. And did all that stuff, and then you know, get um, or locked a venue for a show, mm-hmm. and the venue was uh, Cold Crush. He used okay. to be on Twenty Seventh and Larimer, and basically, it was doing that show was my first official show as like a full time artist. Yeah. You know, it went well. Pieces didn't fly off the wall at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and the work I was doing was like the interactive work with uh, where you like you can touch the painting. Yeah, I saw that. And too. trigger sound. Uh-huh. And that was really cool. It's like the first time ever doing anything like that. Yeah. And the work that I was doing was like uh, of my friends um, who were actually playing on top of the painting of themselves. <laughs> and basically, you know, it was like right when I got back. So marijuana was legalized. A lot of people were moving to Denver. Um, so like the, this arts district was sort of you know, just coming up, coming up, and yeah. everything. Um, but I, I couldn't sell like a piece for over a thousand bucks. Yeah. But you know, they would pay like five hundred for it, and then it was like eight hundred um, pieces from that show. Went around for that price, and then my other friend uh, Casey Carnes opened up Miller Kitchen across the street, mm-hmm. and he wanted me to move my stuff over there. And I moved my stuff over there like a month after my show at uh, Cold Crush. And basically started putting work in his space, and he has a had like a great restaurant. So people were coming in from all over the place, and started selling work here and there. And then it wasn't really until I started doing live art that a lot of stuff started flying. Nice. And that was like my other friend DJ Al had a night called Art and Soul at Ophelia's, and doing work at Ophelia's live, I learned how to move from oils to acrylics and yeah. latex and basically my work got super colorful because i didn't have time to sort of mix sure because it was like i'm on stage i have three hours four hours to get this thing done and i don't have time to sort of color match everything plus right. the lighting there sucks yeah so yeah. it's kind of like let me just move fast so work got colorful and i wasn't really expecting to sell anything mm-hmm. and this guy who bought my Dizzy Gillespie piece like years ago like almost like six years before I was in there came and bought the piece out of Philia my first one and it was uh, I think a Marvin Gaye piece yeah and he bought that one and I was like oh 
you you want to buy it and <laughs> yeah took off the canvas and or took it off the easel and he walked away with it so it was great and yeah, then yeah. someone like uh commissioned like three other pieces that same night that same night and there was oh, yeah. like i was like um they were like how much is the piece and i was like uh 500 a piece yeah and they're like how okay big sweet were they? how big were they? they were like almost four by five feet whoa four by five feet for 500 bucks yeah four Ooh. by four by five for 500 uh bucks but i got them done like, like i painted you busted them, them out like, like, yeah three three hours a piece three oh, four wow. hours a piece that's what's up and i was like oh yeah and then she was like hey do you have like a i only have a credit card i was like uh, <laughs> let me break out my um, square books or a square, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. type of thing. And I was like, oh shit, it's that easy. So basically, you know, started doing a lot more live art, and for like almost like a good year and a half, I was just like doing live art yeah. all the time. That's why I have a bad back now because I was just like doing it Standing. almost every day. Yeah. But that's really where people started to notice my work was because they would be at affiliates. And then they would go to a dispensary called uh, Natural Remedy, see my work. They would go to Metal Art Kitchen and see my work. And it was like different. It was, it was also because it was big. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I was on like four by five feet, four by six feet right. a lot of times. So it would be like a perfect piece if you just bought a house or an apartment to put over the couch type of thing. Yeah. And yeah. it's affordable. Yeah. You know, so like people were buying my stuff and then slowly increasing the price. Yeah. And then slowly sort of like experimenting more with color, experimenting more with the materials and, you know, learn how to stretch my own canvases and everything and how to sort of transport paintings. So that was like a good two years of just like, you know, doing paintings, some live art, and bigger pieces and then i got really into uh murals a good year and a half i started uh full-time because the f- individuals running crush mural festival yeah uh crush walls out here um during the time saw my work because they ate at metal art kitchen mm-hmm. and they kept seeing my work because their office is on the other side of the block and they were like hey have you done murals i was like no and maybe once before I did a mural in Tanzania but it was like brushwork and it was like mm-hmm. sort of like I s- sketched it out and did paint my numbers for the kids and everything mm-hmm. but it came out really good um, but nothing with spray paint and then they were like hey we're going to give you some spray paint and you're going to get this <laughs> janky wall in the middle of uh, the festival and like the alleyway and basically hit up my friend Tens that showed me how to do some techniques and stuff and he helped me out and took about a week to do it. Something I can do in like a couple hours now. But it yeah. took me like a week to do it. But it came out really good. It was like translating that colorful stuff I was doing on canvas to like the wall. Yeah. And worked out really well. Got um, into like a couple of publications and was like sort of the face of the mural festival for certain articles and everything. So I was super stoked about that. And yeah. Like, Got the bug to do more and more and more and just like learn how to you know use spray paint better and basically yeah. it's sort of like that would that is what really got me into you know doing larger and larger works yeah a lot more yeah it's interesting how all these little things add up yeah and your path can kind of take you in in different directions yeah as you as you keep going i guess that's like 
another reason your name like fits with the with the artwork yeah. with your story you know yeah. that's super cool man yeah yeah Thanks. so just just like trying different stuff and then basically um like i said it was just like trying just like going with the flow mm-hmm. and learning and then like you know when something really was like exciting to me that's i just leaned into it and just mm-hmm. kept doing it and just explored and like tried to you know expand a little bit with the murals and that worked out and then you know trying to do as much as i can um so like now it's kind of like going from sort of the pop art stuff that i was doing mm-hmm. more into conceptual stuff other sort of areas of the art world when you know started doing residencies mm-hmm. you know did one here in denver with redline for like two years and started doing more conceptual sort of installation pieces and artwork pieces things like that mm-hmm. uh, with like more original concepts and just like exploring as much as i could and traveling as well like i said before it was like that's why i was in argentina for a while and then did france as well like a couple months before that um so like traveling and using the art to sort of get me around the world right yeah um yeah but i mean it's like um just never know where where i will be Mm -hmm. sort of like from year to year or what i'm going to be into Mm -hmm. um like murals are some like a thing i always do but it's like trying to figure out what's that next project or what's that next sort of installation that I want to do or, you know, who do I, who do I want to work with or collab type of thing. For sure. Uh, that's always up in the air because I try not to limit myself a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. And just try to do, you know, what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah, what feels natural. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, traveling is like one of those things. It's such a natural high, you know what yeah. I mean? You're in a new place. You have to really, like, pay attention, I feel like. And yeah. you, you got to be aware yeah. and just, like, you're taking it all in. And I think that you gain, like, a lot of experience Yeah, traveling. I mean, you have to learn what are the supplies in the area. Mm-hmm. Because you can't always carry your stuff with you. Yeah, yeah. You know, where do I get canvases? What do they paint on? Mm-hmm. How is it, you know, in Tanzania... I could I couldn't get any water based acrylics at all. Mm-hmm. It was all oil like oil based. And like thinning it down with gasoline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was Whoa. like yeah, it was like getting used to that yeah, type yeah. of thing. Yeah. You know, they're, they're not gonna have the nicest spray paint out there. Yeah. yeah. Kind of gold. So like, okay, what do I have to use yeah. out there? Um, same thing like um Buenos Aires it was you know, I had to work with the limited amount of colors that I had. And then, you know, I have to work with the humidity out there, too. Right. Because things... There's none of that here. Yeah, there's, like, no humidity, so everything dries fast. Mm-hmm. But in Buenos Aires, I was literally watching paint dry. Just, like, trying to... <laughs> Using a brush it, down there or spray Yeah, paint? brush um, for a couple murals and then yeah, yeah. spray paint for the other ones. Yeah. Was so spray like, paint taking a while to dry, too? No, it was, like, okay. mostly just, like, the like when I was priming my wall... Yeah. And with a ton of colors, it's like, uh, yeah. just waiting for that thing to dry. Yeah. And, yeah, like, yeah. the type of paint they use, it's like you can only get it in gallons. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I'm getting, like, small samples at yeah, all. Yeah. Where it's kind of like, I just need a small amount of this color. So you have to mix a lot more down there. So it's, like, all these different things that you learn uh, when you travel to different places. So that's why I like it. It's like getting out of your comfort zone. Yeah. You know? Out of your comfort zone, become more adaptive. And then, you know, you have to learn, like, 
the language of the area and then like the culture and like how do people relate to art in certain areas yeah yeah down there it's kind of like you can't really be a full-time artist um because people just don't have that buying sort of attitude when it comes to art down there like Mm -hmm. they do here Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like you can't you can make great art but there's not that sort of buying pull to sort of uh buy your work all the time yeah 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 so it's kind of like okay you have to sort of go to another place a lot of them come here or to yeah, Europe yeah. to do a lot of the work and then fly back type of thing. So it's sort of that mentality that I was learning. Um, but they like the art, the work that they do down there is like really passionate because of that. You know, having sort of like money, um, sort of um, not a part of your practice all the time. Seems like a lot of people flourish on that or like that's why they make great art. Yeah. Um, you know, like when you bring in money, that's when stuff sometimes become diluted. Yeah. Or, or you contrived know, or something. Yeah, type yeah, of yeah. thing. But down there, it's kind of like, well, we're just doing it because we love what we want to do. Absolutely. And you can sort of really see that in a lot of artists. So, you know, it was just really interesting to see, you know, other communities of artists mm-hmm. and how they relate to, like, the surrounding areas. Because down there, it was also, too, they were a lot of I guess a lot of them really sort of focus on the history and like the the color palettes were different yeah and everything so that's what I was like learning about when I was down there in terms of just like the style is that where you get the kind of like colorful portraits from or is no that no part that of it was, at all no no that was like the live art stuff okay that's where I started so it just got that just kind of forced you to be like well I'm going to have my darkest shadow be like a blue. Yeah. My highest highlight be yeah. like a yellow or a white yeah. or something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, that all it, came from the live art stuff. Just it. like, you know, when you use like a really dark, like if you use black mm-hmm. as the darkest color, sometimes that takes away from a lot of stuff where it's too strong. So that's why I use right. like a blue. Sure, sure. Um, yeah. And then, you know, I'll use white sparing, sparing, sparingly. 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 I think that's how you say it. <laughs> yeah, but I don't use it that often. Um, but yeah, so like adding some different sort of signatures here and there. Yeah, yeah. Um, based off of like, you know, what my preference is. Yeah, but yeah. But yeah, just like traveling around, it's kind of like you're able to sort of see how other communities of artists sort of uh, will do work. And like when I went to France, I was in La Napole. It's near Nice in Cannes. Nice um, down there. French Riviera. Yeah. Really nice. But the art scene that I saw was like really gritty, especially in Marseille. Really? Uh, Marseille. Um, it's like street art culture. But there was like nothing sort of in between. It was street art or gallery. It was like street art or... Museum. It was like people that really were romanticizing like the old masters type yeah, of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, you know, a lot of old masters come from Europe. Oh, for And sure. that area. Yeah, yeah. And just like in France. So it's kind of like the collectors really want the old school stuff or mm-hmm. like that stuff. Because like, you know, it'd be great to have like an old master in your collection. Sure. And then it's really hard, they were telling me, for a lot of like new artists to really have that sort of prestige of like right. the old master but their stuff is contemporary and so it was like really either the old school stuff or really just like more of the nitty gritty street, uh, street art. art and everything that's um, funny when I, I feel like when a place has that kind of uh, 
dichotomy it's because of like the pure it's like a purity thing where they're like we must have the finest of art (laughs) but then of course like you're like uplifting this other thing so something else has to pop up to kind of like balance it out yeah yeah i mean like out here many places in the u.s just like you have a lot of people who want to collect art buy art but they don't know a lot of art and they're not right. really interested in having the you know the some well a lot of people would want the Basquiat but you yeah. know like the Picasso whatever right. you know the obscure you know pieces that will go for 300 million on you know Sotheby's type of thing sure. so but they like you know a Jaime Molina they like a you know Jordan Castillo or you know you know some work that they can see on Instagram a lot yep. so it's kind of like you have people that are able to sort of dish out that sort of funds for contemporary art that they just like type of thing. Yeah, it's less about, like, the prestige or the name. It's more just, like, what you vibe with. Exactly. Yeah. So so that's where we're sort of, like, in the middle. We're lucky uh, to sort of have that sort of... uh, So just, like, buying pool. Because, like, sometimes, like, you know, the the people who buy the work can sometimes sort of dictate what the gets arts, made what gets made type yeah. of thing too in the yeah. community so you know because there's just so many people like that and there's all diverse it's kind of like a lot of stuff can get made out here yeah. um so yeah i mean that was really cool just to sort of like travel around and just like have that sort of uh perspective on like sure. how you know all these things just work together in right. terms of just like the arts community yeah yeah, yeah. it's interesting yeah um so you were talking about uh, a business plan earlier. Yeah. And I know I'm pretty weak with that kind of thing. And so I, I'm sure like a lot of new artists listening um, would appreciate like maybe just an inside yeah, yeah. look on I'd how to do that. I, so I wrote, I wrote a ton of business plans in school. And all it is is just like a guide mm-hmm. in terms of like what your, how your business is going to operate. Yeah and direction and sort of like the decisions mm-hmm. so like think about a mcdonald's right, right? okay what is your logo you know <laughs> what are your colors that you want people to associate with mcdonald's what are your products you know what do they your products look like what demographic are you sort of reaching mm-hmm. you know what's your price point type of th- so all these different things um really sort of uh are all these sort of different elements that you would apply to a McDonald's, you would just apply to anything else um, in your practice. So like, okay, who's your, what does your buyer look like? Mm-hmm. And you can tell that by people who previously bought your work. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, you're looking at, you know, where do you want to show at? So like McDonald's, okay, we're going to have like our own little retail places. We're going to be in this neighborhood, this neighborhood mm-hmm. type of thing. Okay, where do you, where do you want to put your art? Is it going to be just in museums? Or right. are you the type of artist that doesn't mind showing in a restaurant or a coffee shop type of thing? Right. Because, you know, there is sort of like um, the snooty side of the art world that, you know, if you have your stuff in restaurants, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, or yeah. you have to be in certain places. So like, okay, what type of artist... Um, are you trying to be and how do you how do you want to carve out that niche type of thing so me it's kind of like I want to I don't mind putting my stuff in restaurants and other places so it's kind of like I'll do that and it's kind of like okay what other places do you want to be and okay who do you 
where do you want to or what places do you want to avoid what price points will you not go under type of thing all these different little things um, really you have to think about um, because it's going to help you make decisions later mm-hmm. in terms of who to work with you know what projects to take on um, yeah. you know what schools you want to apply for or residencies you want to apply for you know how do you want to spend your time you know right. how do you want like you don't want to spend your time you know sl- you know lugging stuff to a fair in the middle of nowhere right you know an art fair you know cherry well, i'm saying in the middle of nowhere like a cherry creek arts fest type of thing uh-huh. and set up a booth type of thing mm-hmm. um if you're if that's not if that's where not you want to be yeah, yeah yeah so it's kind of like okay if that's not who you want to be don't apply for that yeah even though it may be an opportunity it's like you, you, it's not for you type of thing totally uh, like focus on the things that you really want to do um, so it just helps you focus a little bit so like I'd say Google business plan <laughs> and they'll have like the like um, the sort of the template mm-hmm. in terms of just like okay marketing um, like a product okay where there's like the four P's of marketing was a uh, price place product promotion mm-hmm. type of thing so it's kind of like okay figure out okay what are you what type of work are you doing right um place where are you putting your work in terms of the marketing so things like that um price place product product no i, th- I think it's promotion mm-hmm. uh promotion you know well it's been a anyway, long time yeah, yeah. Like all <laughs> these different things kind of like just translate that to your sort of practice and you'll start to understand, okay, this is, okay, what I want, where I want to go, so like the artist I want to be. So right. these are the decisions I need to make. Yeah. Um, I feel like self-awareness is a big part of all yeah. this. Yeah, you got to like, really know exactly. Like what you like. What you like, what you want to do. Because yeah. sometimes if you don't have, it's like having one of the things in like a business plan, it's like what are your core values? Mm-hmm. Um, like what will not change like there's artists that will chase the money type of thing they'll do they'll have like they'll do the fair where it's kind of like they'll have a thousand prints of you know a lot of pop art stuff Mm -hmm. and they just sell 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 those prints sell those prints okay is are are you do you want to do that is that is money sort of really important to you Mm -hmm. or is it you know creative freedom right Um, do you just want to create create the work that you want to create and not have sort of like money tied to it so i mean that's a whole nother that's on the other side of the spectrum yeah yeah but now it's like okay now you have to figure out grants and how you're going to get stuff funded and paid for so grants and residencies and um you know sponsorships Mm -hmm. things like that is sort of like what you need to look at versus you know pricing your work type of thing so you know one of the best ways to go about that too is like look at artists that you want to sort of emulate or like pick apart and like okay what can I cherry pick from this artist and what they've done in terms of you know their career sure and how can I apply that to my uh, practice okay what residencies do they go to mm-hmm. what schools do they go to what shows were they in what curators do they work with you know where are they putting up their work right what publications are sort of 
um, showcasing their work. Are they in Juxtapose or are they in like some other publication? Things like that will help you out in terms of gauging some of the decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you don't have to fully copy, but like pick five people that you really like mm-hmm. and say, okay, what are they doing that right. I want to sort of uh, learn from or cherry pick from? You know, I did the same thing. Yeah. And okay. Yeah, I think we all do. Yeah, yeah, it's like, okay, this artist did this. This artist got into this publication. Okay, let me see if uh, I can talk to that same writer and Mm -hmm. show my work to her type of thing. Um, Okay, they're on this platform. So, okay, I need to be on Behance or Instagram Mm -hmm. or I need to start posting myself here type of thing. Yeah. uh, Because they seem to have success there. So, it's all these different little things that you sometimes have to do. Um, but you know every artist wants to be different and unique so it's like no one can give you that magic formula of how to be you other than you (laughs) and yeah it's like you'll figure it out as you go along yeah yeah that's great advice um we got some dead air (laughs) um well yeah so what are you most passionate about right now in like your art career what's driving you um working I think the What's driving me is like working on projects that are just different than what I've been doing before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if I do the same thing over, that's why why I turn down commissions if they ask me to do the same piece twice. Yeah, yeah. It's like I don't want to do that. Yeah, uh, I want to do something new. Um, so working on projects that are just different, odd, um, working on a bigger scale. Yeah. So the scale I want to be bigger grander uh more impactful so like that's what sort of interests me so like you know i'm trying to figure out how to procure one of these walls downtown that are like really large so can i just stop right there for a second so when you're going to procure a wall how do you approach a business or someone yeah i know that that's like so i I ask this to a lot of people too so yeah i mean there's few different ways um so like me there's a couple different ways like sometimes i'll just walk into a business and say who owns this wall yeah yeah this is wall on the side or do you guys run it Mm -hmm. can uh can i paint it type of thing or you know if they say well you know but i'll go sometimes i'll i'll go in when i see it and i know i won't be in that area for a while i'll go in and just ask Uh, but sometimes i'll be prepared and have like a whole sort of um, uh, sort of like a mock-up type of thing too, so that will help out. But usually, I'll call a business and say, "Okay, who do I have to talk to?" I'll tell this while I'm a local artist, Thomas, mm-hmm. and I do work here, here, and here, and I'd love to paint your wall. And thing is, like, you want to sort of figure out how to pay for it without their help, okay. because a lot of times it's kind of like they they're worried about their bottom line especially nowadays they're worried about their bottom line and they don't need another expense type of thing so how does it add value to their business too so they just don't want to stand out yeah give them some you know you know more foot traffic type of thing whatever um so like how does it add value to their business so that's some of the mindset you have to have. Mm-hmm. So when you're approaching uh, sort of like a business or a building owner or development, it's like, okay, I need to have, you know, a mock-up for them to see so that they, so that I can build trust with right. them. So like they know my history, they know that 
this is the work that I do uh, and this is the mock-up I want to put on their space so they can actually visual you just want them to visualize right. what you're going to do right because I mean they might as well assume like some guy off the street yeah. like they're not artists what are you going to do a yeah. stick figure painting on they're the not, side of yeah they're not artists they, they can't really visualize it like us so right. it's kind of like you have to sort of bring supplemental sort of materials to help them do that yeah and then go going to them saying hey i want to do this this and this and it's uh it won't cost you anything that that helps out like 90 percent. won't cost you anything so do you get a grant to do that so you can go get a grant like through denver they have the urban arts fund mm-hmm. uh or you can get sponsorship um uh, but most of my walls kind of like i fund myself yeah um doesn't take me too much because i can get a good space done really fast it doesn't take me too much um and too many resources to do it so you know a wall that's about 20 feet by 30 feet i'd say maybe 500 bucks to 300 bucks but out of pocket cost out of pocket cost that's for like renting a lift too um well let's <laughs> shorten it to 15 feet where i can just okay. use the ladder yeah 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 uh, but if you need a lift, it's a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so like lift, a regular lift, you know, you just calculate 400 bucks to a thousand bucks there, um, depending on how tall the wall is. But for the most part, if I can just use my ladder, I'd yeah. say, you know, 300 bucks to 500 bucks. Um, but that helps me get other work type of thing. Exactly. Too. Builds a portfolio. I was gonna say like, one thing I have been saying to myself and other people recently I think that's the only time it's appropriate to do work for exposure yeah you know what I mean yeah because it's, like it's you actual gotta, exposure it's like when you know you want that exposure and it's gonna right. be good for you type of thing that's when I'm like I like this wall and I'll paint it because I want to paint it type of thing right um, yeah never fall for exposure uh, pitch <laughs> at all yeah um, so it's basically a lot of times like 75% of the walls I do like I, I self-fund it type of thing um, and then a lot of times too it's like when you do a really great job mm-hmm. they'll give you money afterwards right because um, they're like oh this is amazing yeah. this actually help you out type of thing mm-hmm. um, so in the end like sometimes it just breaks out even and then like once you start getting jobs from that it helps out but it also helps out too when you're like you're wanting another wall you're like I just did that wall down the street. Mm-hmm. Um, or I want to paint your wall. I just did that wall right. down the street. Right. Um, and then they have a reference for everything. So, you know, I saw one building down here that was on Champa and Park Ave that was, uh, it wasn't abandoned. It was, it was slated to be torn down. So the owners of the lot, they're not doing anything with it, the developers. So I found out who owns it by Googling. And then reached out to them and said, hey, just the email. My name's Thomas Evans. I want to do your, I want to paint this building, do art installation on it. And this is what I want to do. I sent the mock-up and everything. And she got back to me like two days later and said, oh, I know I know your work. I see it around town type of thing. Nice. Yeah, if you want to do it, definitely do it. And I, and I told her, like, I know it's going to get torn down, so it's only temporary. Mm-hmm. And don't worry about the cost. I'll pay for everything else or have someone else do it. And she was stoked about it, um, type of thing. Um, So I did that twice. And then the latest one um, I did, I actually found out who owned it through the city's map that they have, where it's like you can find out who owns property. Oh, nice. And 
who owns a lot because each lot is like a parcel and yeah. it has to be registered with the city and there's a map and that's and just public information public information so nice you can look on the denver's map or you know aurora's map or wherever a uh, city you live in on their website and say and see oh this lot is owned by blah 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 llc and then you just google that name and sometimes Find it pops up with like yeah number. whatever yeah and you just just do your research that's the yeah. biggest thing it's like yeah. you have you can't have you can't have someone to hold your hand Definitely. when you're trying to sort of do all these different projects because there's no learn by doing yeah, it. yeah you gotta learn by doing it and yeah. sort of like oh i learned this or i learned to say this phrase and it helps me out or you know i okay i gotta learn to stay away from this and do this to really get them to say yes type of thing so that's really what you have to do oh you know stay prepared uh, and sometimes like it's as easy as just walking in off the street and saying hey yeah i'm an artist i want to paint your wall Check out uh, my work. Yeah. yeah, check out my work or, you know, give them a card type of thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes they'll get back to you and they'll be like, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, but yeah, that's, this is just, like I said, it's easy as that. And that's when people start to come at you with, hey, I have a restaurant. Yeah, um, yeah. I need it painted type of thing. I want one of your murals. Because then people start to ask you to paint because they like your style. Or, right. And it fits with their sort of aesthetic or their sort of business space or something like that. So it just depends. And, like, once people start to do it more and more, they'll start to understand, like, what what they need to do for their practice to sort of get those opportunities. Yeah. A lot of, nice. You just got to make your own opportunity. That's the biggest yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. be on top of it. Pay attention. Be on top of it, man. Yeah. Dope, man. Um, yeah, so... What's do you have like a routine every day? Are you really scheduled or no? You do anything else outside of the art and the art hustle to to keep your mind focused, or are you just? I mean, every day is something always related to art. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I do throughout the like, I have my podcast I listen to type of thing, but everything's like art related. Yeah, uh, in some way. Um, but like the some of the podcasts are like music related or something other stuff, but nothing like activity wise outside of this. Yeah, that I usually do. Um, you you're not like into exercise or anything like that. Or? I mean, yeah, I mean like I'll exercise from like before COVID. Like my 24 hour fitness was open. Oh, okay. You know, most yeah, of yeah. the day. Yeah, yeah. But then they shut down. And I have to find a new gym. Okay. That's open, but more gyms are closed now. Right, right. But um, you know, I did like exercise at the end of the day. Or go to it at the beginning of the day. And I used to do more like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, mm -hmm. like stuff like that. Nice. Uh, but I haven't been able to do that now uh, because I've just been so busy. Yeah. With like mock, like today, it's like I got to do more mock ups than, you know, I wish I have. You know, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it's like mock ups that need to be turned in. Oh, I have a couple of prints that were made and now I need to go to the print shop and sign them mm -hmm. uh, so they can be shipped. Oh, someone ordered a book, so I gotta ship this book. Or I have to go up to Boulder and uh, clear code a mural after um, the artist I'm collaborating with finishes. So it's like all these different things that I have to do throughout the day. Yeah. And they're all different. So like, you know, the the prints and the sort of is different than the book stuff that I have. Totally. That's different than the mural project that I'm working on. That's different than this other random sort of music video project that I'm working on with a friend. Um, so all these things are different. And then I got to start planning this next wall 
that's more collaborative than anything mm -hmm. and it's like more me taking the lead on organizing everything with a group of friends so you know all these different things so where's that gonna be at so that's like 40th and franklin okay uh, or 40th and walnut it's right beside the industry building I'm trying to do do it with uh, my friend armando and blake jackson uh, from they shoot and suck photographers and then having a bunch of other photographers um submit photos mm -hmm. we print them up we beat paste them and everything on the wall so it's like i want to call the project like document everything so it's basically like what was 2020 about and like yeah still stuff happening but just like sort of like a journal on the wall it's like photographs and sort of like graffiti and sort of tags and murals about like 2020 so basically having sort of like a, a journal on that just wall. another new thing yeah, and that, was, and that was like an abandoned building yeah. um well not abandoned but just like it's going to slate to be torn down mm -hmm. um because they're going to do uh, a new development on top of that so it's like it's going to get torn down early next year so research who owns it reached out and said hey i want to do this on the building before it gets torn down and they're like yeah and they don't have to fund anything it's like i right. found funding other places to sort of do it so basically it's like just uh creating like these fun projects that yeah I get to do. yeah um yeah i mean that's half of my time it's like i have to figure out what next project i'm going to do that's really fun but all that stuff is like leading to the next project mm -hmm. that i want to do and then leading to like a an opportunity that pays type of thing so, got it so it's non-stop just work yeah 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 it's non-stop work you got to keep that momentum going yeah keep it going for sure yeah um do you have a purpose or like a mission behind your art at all um everything's different everything yeah. is like mainly just about trying to connect with the community mm -hmm. um but also trying to explore things that i'm really interested in and all that stuff is sometimes it's random yeah it's like random stuff that i'm interested in and but always trying to do something that hasn't been done before Right. And seeing if I can do it to the best of my abilities. So, like, even getting into, like, like um, film and television, I want to do. So, like, working on... That's a whole new thing I haven't yeah. really done. Like, but editing I do or, or... Just, like, uh, like... A little acting? Like, directing. Like, yeah. writing. Okay. Writing, like, um, a short movie. Or even, like, a pilot. for yeah. like a comedy type of thing. Oh, hell yeah. And then, sort of, like, having putting together the actors and like actually shooting it packaging it and seeing if you can make it something yeah type of thing so speaking like, of comedy so i told you i kind of stalked your instagram yeah uh i saw the hashtag stop thirst trap art on there <laughs> yeah. and you put on like some yoga pants yeah and stuff. that was so funny man yeah does so does like humor play a role in uh your expression with art or uh was that just something to I mean, that was let just, off a little steam? Yeah, that was, uh, was just, like, fun. Yeah, yeah. Cause I, used to, I did, like, a, a year and a half of stand-up comedy for a while. Oh, you did? I did. I've done, I've done some open mics. Yeah, I did, yeah. like, open mics. used to do The Squire. I did okay. uh, the improv, comedy works. Nice. That, but that was, like, 2007. Oh, word. Wow. No, 2000, like, late 2006, early 2007 mm -hmm. when I was doing it and did some i started out in st louis um when i was living in belleville illinois i did like a improv troupe 
at the local community college I was going to. Nice. And we did some comedy stuff, and we were like, two of us uh, were like, hey, let's actually see if we can do some stand-up. So we tried out for the improv group. I sucked at it. Um, yes. The audition sucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck. I was rambling and nothing made sense. I was just throwing stuff out there. Yeah. And yeah, it just net did not go well. So, but I was doing stand up, and I was doing really good. And mm-hmm. I mean, that helps me out when it comes to just like talking to people. Totally. Yeah. And that's why I was like doing events and hosting those events on campus. Cause mm-hmm. I was good at it. But like. Was doing stand up for a good bit, um, and then came to move to Denver, did that for a little bit, and we just got busy with school. Yeah. Yeah, busy with school because you got to keep writing. Yeah. You got to keep writing because like the same some of the same people who goes to like one open mic mm-hmm. will then move over an hour later to the next open mic. Right. Going is like yeah. I can't do the same jokes. I know. Yeah, and then like yeah. you're on stage trying to ramble and. All right. You get crickets. You're out there on a wire. So I was like, let me just focus on uh, the other stuff I was doing. Because I was also doing dancing. I was doing Mm -hmm. DJing, hosting events, things like that. So I was like, let me just uh, put this to the side and then haven't been back since. Um, But, you know, it was like when Josh Blue uh, from Denver was like really big. He was doing Last Comic Standing. Yeah, yeah. And he was like blowing up. And yeah, so it it was like, it was fun for a while. Um, I always tell artists that they can like do an improv class or a stand-up open mic type of thing. Yeah, it Just, really, it, you have to move your anxiety out of the way. Yeah. And that's so helpful in the art world, like to be able to just talk to people, yeah. you know? So like, how do I connect with someone right. without knowing them? Right. And like, okay, what's, what do we have in common? Okay, what do we not have in common? What can we make fun of type of thing? Yeah, yeah. So that's like what I was learning um, just like doing stand up and just like talking to people all the time. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, really just stopped right after that. Um, but yeah, it was like comedy is like something I always love to do. But it's like trying to mix that in a little bit more with like the Instagram stuff that I'm doing. So yeah, like, yeah. I've like I've done a couple of sort of like these comedy videos on there and everything, more art related than anything. Right. Right. Uh, wanting to do more, but it's like I just gotta find the time yeah that's the biggest thing is like finding yeah. the time the time is always slipping away you know? yeah so that's like uh something that i really need to work on right there yeah is like finding the time to bring other people in who can like you know who also want to like film like some sketch stuff and like, yeah yeah you know just do some crazy stuff like that so that's like <laughs> one of the things yeah um but yeah so that's like where that sort of sketch came out of yeah i did a i did a funny one trying to sell hoodies and it worked <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was all i just did it on my iphone you know yeah like just that's what's up, iMovie man. You yeah know? yeah dude. It's, it's so much fun like most of the time I, i'll like be painting or whatever and have an idea and be like yeah. oh that's pretty funny and then just keep painting yeah you know but then that day i was like you know what you know what yeah yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> it, was, it, it was uh it was like the thirst trap that was like flooding my instagram feed i had to stop following a couple people because of that yeah it went from then doing art and then they saw how many likes they get with like a with a shoulder exposed yeah, yeah, and i yeah. was like oh okay and then it moved from a shoulder to like the entire bottom and yeah. like oh 
Oh, 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 this is the OnlyFans on yeah, Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Disguises art. So I was like, oh, I got to stop following you. I think I'm going to get in trouble with people. Right. But uh, yeah, so it became that. And I was like, you know, let me do like a little comedy sketch about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was like a way of like letting off like a some commentary yeah yeah out being super mean yeah yeah type of thing because i sort of i wouldn't i wouldn't even say pigeonholed myself but like mm-hmm. i sort of made my feed to be really positive yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah so i can't yeah, be I going like, off yeah you can't people. be like <laughs> you know? you're just showing your ass yeah i can't it can't be like going off and yeah. criticizing too many people type of thing and i mean more power to them honestly yeah. like yeah if you can use but that's, that's yourself to sell your art that's great yeah that's the thing is like you know i can't i'm not hating on that at all right it's just like some like observation right type right of thing that yeah. you know people can laugh at because you know whatever can sell work you know and that works for you right do it if you're comfortable with it do it because you know there's people out there that is just so fucking dope and it's really hard for them to sort of move work right because they're introverts right you know they may you know it's like they they're not the sort of the uh, was the eye of the beholder or the beauty you know like you know Beauty's the, the, the perfect the template of like yeah, what yeah. an artist should look like sure, or be sure. or what you want to be type yeah. of thing right um, you know I get that from a lot of older artists too and they might not even just have the like new age social yeah. media mind marketing mindset you know yeah so, and yeah I think that that's like that's one of the biggest things is like you can be the dopest artist of all time but if people aren't seeing your stuff yeah. Like, yeah, so I mean, there's a lot of artists like that, and then in the end, no one's gonna really give you anything, and yeah. you know, it's kind of like do whatever you can to sort of get ahead, type of thing, right? Um, that you're comfortable with, um, you can live with, uh, because like you know, if you, it's like I don't want to stop you from sort of making your dreams happen. Yeah, type yeah. Of thing. Yeah. So, so yeah. So it's like something we can poke fun at. Yeah. But um, really, it's kind of like you should do what you, do what you got to do, type of thing. Sure, sure. Um, but yeah, because like, you know, anyone who's comfortable with themselves would be fine with that because kind of like like we said at the beginning, it's like comparing yourself, type of thing. Yeah. Not everything is based on likes. Not everything is based on sort of like how many sales did you get this year. Right. You know. You, you gotta, gotta define your own success. Yeah, yeah, you gotta define yourself. your own success type of thing, and not worry about what other people are doing. Uh, so that's like one of the things I tell artists to really just focus on. Totally. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, man. So yeah, like one last question, and then I want to tell, let you tell people that you know you have a book and where to find you and yeah. all that stuff. Um, so what does being RTAF mean to you? It's kind of a contrived question, I know, but oh, oh, okay. So artsy as fuck. Okay. Mean to me. I guess, I mean, being able to do what I want. Yeah. Create what I want, when I want type of thing. Um, cool. I mean, yeah, I mean, sometimes I get a ton of just like people who are like super professional. Mm-hmm. Looking over the, the fence at my grass and they're like, oh, that's really green. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. you get to create what you want to. Yeah, You get yeah. to do what you want to. Um, so having that sort of feeling is good. And it's like based on like because I just to create what I want to create and you know do these ideas that you know can can sort of like be new 
mm-hmm. and sort of just like uh, I guess really it's it's different than what other people are doing and sort of gives me confidence that oh I, I actually made something that hasn't been seen before you know so I mean that's really what I would consider like me being artsy yeah um, and having people just enjoy like my creative expression um, and doing that full time I guess yeah Awesome. Hold that answer the question. Oh, that's perfect. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Tell people where they can find you and um, maybe about your book and what you're working on next. Yeah, I guess you can find me on Instagram where I post all the time. We'll tag Detour you and everything. Detour 303. Yeah, yeah. And then com. So you can find me there. And then the YouTube channel I'm trying to beef up too. Uh, that's just I am Detour. We'll tag you on yeah. our YouTube video. Awesome. And, and then, yeah. really, it's like, I have the book out, Be the Artist. You know, buy it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, um, and I think a couple of other bookstores. So, I'd just say Google Be the Artist, Thomas Evans, and you'll find it. And then there's a website where if you want to sign copy, you can get it straight from me, type of thing, too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm a... Not only are artists, I hawk books now. I'm that guy at the book signing. Well, yeah, you've got a lot of interesting things to say, yeah. man. Thank yeah, you so, so much. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Bless. Oh, here we go. Peace. Sweet.